You're listening to The Kylo Show, the podcast where we talk about how to keep your love on no matter what and why whole healthy families are going to save the world. And it starts right now. Hello and welcome to The Kylo Show. We are back and having fun. More. More. We're here for the more. Here for the more. So we've been diving into um, kind of some of the Kylo basics again. Mm-hmm. The Kylo 5. Kylo 5. Mm-hmm. And we have been also talking about our Kylo U or Kylo University. Yes. Um, because Kylo 5 is very much a big part of um, our curriculum and diving into that. Obviously, 16 weeks, so we expand a little bit more yeah. than just the Kylo 5. Um, but it, it it's been fun because Ben and I are both having to... Um, be instructors, mm-hmm. not just you. So we're pulling our weight a little bit more than ever. Awesome. And it is, I mean, they're woven in all the different things that we're teaching. They show up one way or another uh, pretty consistently. Yeah. And uh, it's 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 fun. It's fun to see the Kylo 5. It's like, oh, it's just in all the things. Yeah. And, and we, we built the... Kylo University in trimesters, mm-hmm. you know, so the the first one is, you know, your connection with God and then your connection with yourself and then your connection with others. And they're not equal weeks, but they're uh, equally important mm-hmm. and valuable. And it, it's, I always love the uh, you know, watch over your heart, you mm-hmm. know, pay attention to what's going on inside of you because from that mm-hmm. it comes everything else you yep. know and i think this is you know looking upstream seeing what's coming uh and and today we're talking about you know choosing love over fear like winning that battle mm-hmm. between love and fear when it comes time to uh, engage your thinker yeah. You know, engage your heart, engage mm-hmm. your emotions, engage your decision maker, and it translates into some sort of manifestation of all that called action. Yeah. And uh, linking those together is how you end up with certain habits. And once you end up with the habits around responding to a counselor of, of fear, let's say, mm-hmm. then it feels like it's automatic. Like a lot of people just begin to think, well, I just, I just reacted. It triggered me. Mm -hmm. I just reacted. You're like, oh, well, no, you have a habit of behaving consistently from this particular situation, word, uh, experience. Mm -hmm. You have a habit. So un... Doing a habit, building a new one. You know, you learn that habit, you can unlearn that mm-hmm. habit. That's just how this works. Yeah. So I think the you know, the the first one really is what are the habits that you have interacting with God? Mm-hmm. And you it it's really shaped in a, a paradigm of who is looking at you. When you look at God, who is that guy right mm-hmm. there looking back at you? And from there begins the uh, devolving of your theology, your uh, your momentum in life, your parents, your experiences with 
authority figures and you will put on display your father. Like when Jesus says, if you've seen me, you've seen my father. Well, that's true for everybody. When I see you, I see your father. I see your rendition of who God is. And uh, it's super important that you learn to hear the counsel of love in your experience and perception of God. Yeah. We have... Um, Donna De Silva and Dr. Margaret Nagib as instructors for this segment of God and, mm-hmm. and really kind of choosing love over fear. And a lot of our students really got rocked. Mm-hmm. I mean, I I think they came up pretty consistently after they, they taught just in what you're talking about, the discovery of who do I see my father to be? Yeah. And that, and confronting that, and uh, who do I see the Holy Spirit to be, mm-hmm. and the breakdown of how I've limited God in my life because I mirrored my earthly father or uh, maybe a, a leader that I had as God's relationship with me, yeah. and so it it's so powerful to watch people get completely rocked and and it's stripped of this. Um, it's almost like they're having these barnacles taken off mm-hmm. and these things that are limiting, this growth, these things that are just not what God intended that yeah. we've kind of put on our viewpoint of who he is and how he wants to operate in our life and what he has for us. And so watching them be free of those. Mm-hmm. And then as we move on through the rest of the the. Uh, sessions, the 16 weeks, it, we purposely, it's in the front because we know we got to deal with all that junk. Because mm-hmm. if we can't deal with that stuff of what you see and what you believe about the Father, then we won't make it very far, very successfully in yeah. any of the other stuff. I, you know, I've always defined sin as anything that wars against love. Hmm. And it is so vital that we, that we break off the sin that entangles us. I just see this I just see somebody trying to walk through the 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 brush, you know, yeah. and it's the the man's in either bush. <laughs> all this stuff is grabbing your feet yeah. and grabbing your legs and you and it does feel like that for a lot of folks when when you've been trained in fear, the fear of punishment usually. Mm-hmm. The fear of punishment and understanding the difference between the fear of the Lord and the fear of being punished by the Lord super vital, or you will never get out of being afraid that your unpredictable father could just go off on you right. about you doing something less than perfect. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and, you know, like how many times a day do you mess something up mm-hmm. or you color outside the lines or... Mm-hmm. You make up your own rules or you break the rules that you know are there. Mm-hmm. Like, how many times a day do you do that? Mm-hmm. I mean, that's kind of how I roll, you know, in <laughs> a lot of ways. Messy. Like, I kind of like coloring outside <laughs> the lines. So if I'm living in this ex- expectation of being punished for that, then... I don't really ever run to God when I need help. 
I don't run to him when I'm in trouble. I don't run to him when I'm in doubt. I Instead, I hide myself and sort it out myself. Mm-hmm. And that's pretty much the, the deception of the enemy is to misconstrue drawing close to the Lord because if he hears something he doesn't like, he's going to let you have it. Mm-hmm. You, you talked about um, unpunishable in our God section, and that was another big thing that a lot of our students were... I mean, if you, a lot of people have read Unpunishable. A lot mm-hmm. of people love it. It's mm-hmm. a wonder, powerful book, confronts so many things. But walking them through it was just an interesting um, process because they've all read it, Mm-hmm. or most of them had, or done the course that we had. Mm-hmm. But then when we made them like stay there and process it mm-hmm. and confront what they believe to be true about God, confront what they believe to be true about themselves and how they default to these things mm-hmm. and what they do to other people. I mean, when we walked through all of that, they just were almost frustrated. Mm-hmm. And some of, some of them were frustrated, and I... I don't know why I keep doing this. Mm-hmm. I keep wanting to go back to this place. Yeah. And and so they've read this material but until we actually walked with them they were that they weren't able to process the frustration to find freedom. And and, it's, and a lot of it has to do with punishment feels like justice. <laughs> yes. You know, and we're, and we're always looking for justice. That's how movies end is with justice. That's and if it doesn't, that was a terrible movie. You know, so we're we're trying to close the gap with justice, and I think that people just have the hardest time mm-hmm. with Jesus dying on a cross, shedding his blood for my sin, is heaven's justice. And that's what I apply to my situation, my character, my heart. Not I go up on the cross, I go get whipped, I go get crucified. Because then really what we're saying is, I got this, Jesus. Mm. I got self-righteousness. I don't need your righteousness applied to my life. Maybe after I work it out over here and then I, I... found justice, I I either got my justice or I let somebody else have justice, then we'll come back to the blood and all that stuff. Mm. And it's it's super counterintuitive to just turn to Jesus and say, you're enough. Is this how people become orphans? Is that they don't like they rem- they do it on their own, mm-hmm. like you're explaining. Well, they're scared. That's what I mean. They they, they, they turn away from the love of the Father and yeah. try. Yeah, they don't experience the love of the Father in their mistake. They experience the the pursuit of justice that they've put upon themselves, mm-hmm. and so they're they're out there sorting it out, surviving. They turn into manipulative control freaks because Mm. they've decided to work out their sin on their own Mm. and then these are you know these are pastors these are these are are leaders these are people who've been doing this for a long time this isn't you know this isn't some new guy the new guy is much much more full of faith oh i absolutely (laughs) got it thank you jesus move on Mm -hmm. it's the people who've been around for a while and then those people create culture Mm. Those are the leaders, and they create culture. And uh, 
in sometimes in their frustration with other people's ongoing mistakes, you know, people who don't find repentance and don't change, they start saying, you know, that God, God's as frustrated with you as I am. Mm, gotcha. Mm-hmm. We make ourselves God. Yeah, that's <laughs> kind of easy to do as a leader. Yeah. So how does that, so that's the God portion of choosing love over fear. What does that look like for choosing love over fear with yourself? Uh, you know, same kind of deal. It's, it's, uh, it goes back to being a powerful person. Uh-huh. And then, okay, I got two counselors. They're both talking to me. Who am I, who, whose phone am I going to pick up? <laughs> yeah, sure. You know, this is, this is me right now. Like, if I pick, keep picking up the phone of fear uh-huh. and just saying, hello, hello, coach me through this. Run away. Protect yeah. yourself. Fight Stop back. No, intimidate. You know, if, if that is my, my counselor and my coach, then I don't even pick up the love phone. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't even, I don't even know what it would have said. Yeah. I, it feels like it'd be a really hard place to win in being a person of covenant if I don't operate in choosing love over fear. Cause right. I'm, I'm, I'm protecting myself. I'm in self-preservation all the time. Yeah, and and part of the breakdown of covenant is you don't know the spirit you're of mm. when there's hurt or when there's yeah. a startle or fear mm-hmm. or threat. Mm-hmm. I, I I I just abandon the spirit I am of, which is in essence is is turning to the Holy Spirit and saying. Please guide me through this. Yeah, I, I I I I don't know what to do except self-preservation. And so the difference of hard situation comes up, right? And that both phones are ringing. Who mm-hmm. are we going to pick up? Mm-hmm. Choosing love over fear doesn't mean that I'm not afraid necessarily. It just means I'm not going to give full attention because I I feel like I'm picking up the I'm going to pursue in love but I'm still terrified that you could reject or you could hurt me more but I am conscious conscious of I want to keep my love on mm-hmm. I don't want to harden my heart I don't want to hide away so I've got to keep that in front that doesn't mean that I'm not scared that that I'm going to be hurt again mm-hmm. so is there can you do that in both cuz I I feel like I'm like I I know what I'm choosing but in my heart, I'm still scared of being hurt. Yeah. Most of the time, you don't have to do something right away. You know, <laughs> sure. most of the time, you just got <laughs> drilled by a, you know, an arrow to the heart. You're like, yeah. oh. I'm going to go and clean oh, my wounds. Wow. <laughs> wow. I was shot with an or arrow. Or something happens, you just go, yikes. Wow. You know, that, that, that you don't typically have to like sort it out in the mm-hmm. occasionally you do and you're you know you're just going to get through it and you probably have to make some adjustments on the other side but generally you are pretty pounded with emotions mm-hmm. and it's in that place of searching for a response like when i take action what will i do yeah well that is really coming from which which phone did you pick up yeah Okay, that's great. Mm-hmm. I I think it's you know that's the hard part of some I, some personalities 
answer the phone right away. Some of them let it ring a few times. It feels like yeah, <laughs> different, yeah. Different just feel the feeling. <laughs> just feel it. Sometimes I feel like I've got both of them going on. Okay, okay, okay. I know what I have to choose, but yeah. I, I've got to put this one down. Yeah, and 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 once you identify the feeling, you can then begin to work on what you need to feel. Mm-hmm. And that habit, that's a habit. You have to you have to cultivate that because yeah. classically, wah, mm-hmm. self-preservation. I don't know what I'm feeling. I just know that Here I'm angry. I'm comes. angry. <laughs> like, okay, probably not angry, probably scared, mm-hmm. probably hurt. So, so much of our self in choosing love over fear will impact the others. It's, a, it's, it's kind of it's hand a, in hand a little bit. Direct effect right so um you will know what spirit i am of (laughs) immediately here it comes if you're in that city you're gonna get blown (laughs) up you know it's it's very much a uh this is the export of my Uh life is um (laughs) i've i've decided to pick up the fear phone Uh so i'm gonna do my best to get you to do the same thing, because uh, cool. that's how we make this worse. Mm-hmm. Is this? Let's let's race. To, you know, I can love you less. No, I can love you less. Mm-hmm. No, let's race to zero. Okay, <laughs> let's race this yes. thing to zero. The disrespect levels in marriages. That's what Ben and I are always talking about. Is uh, I I had a conversation with a client not very long ago about. Um, he's a four on the enneagram, so he has big fills and. His wife's a nine, so they, she's she doesn't have the feels quite like he does. But he said, I will make it worse just so she will feel what I'm feeling and go, see, <laughs> isn't this miserable? And I asked him, I said, how is that leading? And how is that loving your bride well? And he was like, it's not. I said, is that what you want to do? I said, because what what's happening in this moment? He's like, I'm afraid that she's going to leave because she doesn't understand how I'm feeling. And it's just this, I'm choosing to operate in fear and matching this crazy, you know, and this exchange. But that is, I I mean, paying attention to the immediately, okay, who am I going to partner with? Who am I going to partner with? Here it comes out my mouth. Yeah, and scared people want control, right? Mm -hmm. And the last person that scared people think of controlling... (laughs) Is themselves. They always think about controlling others. This is why we say, hey, control freaks, control your freaking self. Uh Because when I get hurt and scared, I feel powerless. The first solution I can come up with is Mm -hmm. make you do something Mm -hmm. that will help me feel better. Mm -hmm. And so the way that losing the battle between love and fear shows up is classically, I'm manipulative, I'm punishing, I'm uh, intimidating, I'm controlling. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to get others to do what I need them to do. Mm-hmm. Winning the war of love and fear then puts me in self-control mode and I stop throwing wood on the fire. Yeah. Or gasoline or whatever it is. Right. And it's the paying attention to whatever those indicators are. 
that that's the practice you were talking about before. You know, I had a funny exchange while I was with Lainey and someone was not very nice to her after she tried to communicate and, you know, she's learning how to stand up for herself in different ways. And it, it was silly thing. It was getting her nails done in. Mm-hmm. And so I came over cause I was done. And I remember I communicated and I was met with disrespect and I, I could feel my heart racing. I could feel my body getting warm. And I was like, oh, this is that place of I feel disrespected mm-hmm. and justice should be coming out loud next. Mm-hmm. And I thought, you know what? I don't want to be that person that blows up at the nail person <laughs> over something really silly. Yeah. And I have... A, I'm going to control my freaking self. I'm going to control my freaking <laughs> self with someone that's being mean to my daughter on getting her graduation nails, which I care a lot about. Yeah. And so I just communicate back and then I ask them different questions and I communicate back and the only person that looked like an idiot was not me. Not you. Not me. Ta-da. Not because I controlled my freaking self. <laughs> and then, you know, we end up, it was all successful because the owner came over. It was great. All that, you know. But that's the the moment I'm paying attention to is I've got practice to know, oh, these are my indicators. Mm-hmm. And again, being a D and command is number one. And hi, oh, you want to fight somebody? You know, talk to me. I talk back. You know, that's how this could go. Mm-hmm. But that doesn't get me anywhere except for putting poorly on display who I say I represent. Mm-hmm. And I care more about that. Mm-hmm. So I, and, and I want my daughter to know that you can have a boundary and communicate respectfully and be powerful and choose love over fear. Cause I mean, I think that was the thing she was experiencing is that he not being very nice and uh, okay. But it, it's just fun when, you're not used to doing it, and then you start doing it, and you get better at it, and better at it, mm-hmm. and better at it, and better at it. And, and then it's all a of, habit. And then all of a sudden you're like, oh my gosh, it's yeah. working. It's totally working. Which is fun, because we have one of our students that that happened to. Yep, yep. And so she's actually going to tell us about how she didn't know how to do this, and then she started doing it, and then what happened. And it's working. So Stephanie has some fun, a fun story for us. Well, Stephanie, thank you so much for joining us. We're really excited that you are here with us and you have some fun things to share. But first, uh, we just want to welcome you to the Kylo Show. Thank you so much. It is a joy to be here, guys. It really is. (laughs) Love it. Well, you're part of our Kylo University, which was kind of a secret project, but now we're letting the cat out of the bag. So you were one of the first runs and, um, yeah, I'd just love for you to share a little bit of why you came to Kylo University. Sure. Um, so being a part of the Kylo community for just a few months, um, heard about the Kylo University and what initially got me started was I own and run a small Pilates studio and a lot of my clients after having some time with them, um, trust is built and they start opening up about not just, um, healthy goals, but personal goals as well. And eventually I take off that 
Pilates hat and I sometimes feel like I have to put on a counselor hat. And so just learning already some amazing tools from the Kylo community. When I saw that you guys were offering the Kylo University, I thought this is an amazing resource that I know can certainly help me and my own family, but to my broader community of my Pilates community, um, that was the initial um, goal was to helpfully bring just a greater resource to these um, primarily women um, that have relationship struggles and wanting to be able to be a better resource for them. So Kylo University, I felt like was just spot on from the Lord saying, you need to do this. So I was very excited. Uh, you have a, a, a testimony that you'd like to share? Um, so yes, um, just personally, um, my, my testimony in going through Kylo University, um, one of the things that I loved about the university was you, um, we have a whole section where we focus on ourselves and getting to know ourselves deeper, getting to know our triggers, um, what our needs are. And I am a very high S within that DISC test. And I learned that my, a high need for me is to feel safe. And I realized that, that whenever I find myself in a confrontation with a loved one, that if I feel that um, fear of rejection or that fear of punishment, um, that need to feel safe gets very, very, very high. And I immediately put up a wall. I shut down. And what Kylo University taught me was that I have a choice. And as high as that fear or that need to be safe is, I actually have a choice to choose something different. And I can choose to keep love over fear. And that was a huge aha moment for me. And I can choose to stay in connection with my loved one and silence that fear. So just knowing that I had a choice and I did not have to give into that need to feel safe, but actually have a higher value system for my choice to connect over disconnect, have a need to feel safe versus I want to choose love over that fear that loves to raise its ugly head. And being a newly married person and learning what my husband's needs are, what my needs are, several confrontation points in learning about those needs. Um, I have learned that when I have those moments with my husband, I feel that need to feel safe in a confrontation point. And I've learned that I have a choice. I can either stay away from that need to feel safe or I can choose love over that fear and actually connect with my husband. And it has made leaps and bounds within just my year and a half of being married. So I'm so thankful for that. I love that Stephanie was really diving in to keep 
her love really loud in her you know early stage of marriage, yeah. just a year and a half in, and um, chasing away the fear. Uh, I mean, Ben and I have been married nearly twenty years, and that is still a practice. But mm-hmm. to be able to start implementing it mm-hmm. so early on in your marriage is only a great idea. Right. You know, and she's learned about herself that she's super agreeable, you know, and that's going to lead her quite possibly to being a very passive Mm -hmm. around her own needs and, and just staying anxious around all these unmet needs. And the guy that she married is really have no, he has no clue. He's like, Oh, she likes this. She's fine with it. She agreed to it. You know, she, she didn't say a word and pretty soon. And that's how you snowball, Mm -hmm. uh, this bitterness Mm -hmm. in a relationship. So way to go, Stephanie, way to, you know, when that love casts out fear, fear is the destroyer. Mm -hmm. It literally is the spirit of the destroyer, the thief. And, you're like, how do you kill a marriage? How do you kill a friendship? How do you kill a relationship? You let fear be your counselor. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she sounds like she came because she was realizing she's kind of counseling and helping other sure. ladies. And, oh, it's good for the business. Yeah. You know, maybe it's a tax write-off. I don't know. She's a safe space. Yeah. yeah. and But that's what she came for, and it sounds like it's just – Oh, me. (laughs) Ah, okay. So it's kind of fun. Again, the discovery um, and how we've designed the school. I've heard this feedback from so many students. Did you do this all on purpose? And yes. Did we know it was 100% going to work? No. We're so (laughs) thankful it did. But I I love her story. She came because she thought, oh, this is going to be so great for those around me. Yeah. Oh, it's changing. We, who we, I knew, am. we knew it was going to work because we've been doing it for 30 years. <laughs> yes. But we've never compiled it into 16 no, weeks. This, this before. lineup, yeah. And, uh, we, and you didn't have Ben and I teaching it with you either. I didn't have a team. I, I you know, <laughs> sure. I just, I'm just traveling the world going blah, 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 blah. <laughs> but to actually compact this into a, a system. Really, it's a system that people are traveling through and coming out the other end yeah. transformed. Yeah, and it's uh, it's been beautiful. So I love Stephanie's testimony. We have another one from Michelle that's completely different, but the same heart of choosing love over fear. Yeah. And um, I'm just excited for you to hear really how Michelle put this to work. Yeah. Well, hi, Michelle. Thank you so much for joining us. And honestly, thank you so much for being a part of our first run of Kylo University. Uh, awesome. Well done. Uh, you... I should thank you. Thank you for, <laughs> for letting me be a part of it. Yes. Well, you know, that's Sarah. Sarah let everybody in uh, for the most part. So we can thank Sarah. Uh, but I'm excited because you weren't in my group, but I'm excited to hear a little bit of why did you come to Kylo University? What were you looking for? And then just some testimonies you have for us. Yeah, sure. So I actually had no idea what I was getting myself into or what I was signing up for. Um, I didn't know what I needed, but but God definitely knew. And um, he helped me figure out what I needed in the class. Um, but yeah, I, I signed up literally a couple of days before it started. And my husband was even like, what is this about? I'm like, I don't know, but, but I know that I need it. Um, so that's kind of how I wound up here. 
Wow. You know, that's, that's, that's being led by the spirit right there. I'll tell you, you just trust and follow. So that's awesome. Well, congratulations. I'm glad you found us. So what, um, if we were to narrow down the Kyla five, what one was the one that you feel like is that you found breakthrough and revelation in from Kyla university? Well, like I said, I didn't know why I needed to be here, but right around the same time that this class started about a month before, um, my husband and I made the decision to foster a teenager. Uh, we have three small children of our own. Um, and so that was also a really divine God-led decision. Um, but it also opened the door to, you know, when you're welcoming a hurt, abandoned teenager into your life, there is lots of things that can cause lots of fear. And I didn't know that I was going to need to be prepped to choose love over fear as much as I needed it, you know? And, um, and so this class going alongside having this new person who needed a lot of love in my life, it couldn't have aligned up any better. Um, you know, like I said, there's been lots of situations that we would have responded really differently to um, prior, even though we've read the books, even though, you know, we've, we've been through other schools, but there was just such a grace over this um, class for me to apply what I was learning that made choosing love over fear in this new relationship um, significantly uh, more, I don't want to say easier, but it just, um, I was given the tools to do it. and and then also given someone to practice it on, you know, and, and the change that I've seen that it's made in the ability for us to build connection with this teenager has been exponential and um, how it's affecting his life and the life of his biological family is just amazing. Um, when, when he came into our home, they said that he was going to be here for at least a year. Um, and it's been five months and he there were working on a, a transition plan for him to be heading home soon. Um, and I, I attribute that a lot to being able to, for us to choose love over fear really broke things off of him as well. Um, and uh, like I said, was super impactful on his life and now his biological family's life too. And so, like I said, I didn't know why I needed it, but God was like, you're going to need this. <laughs> and I'm so thankful. Amazing. I, I spent so many years as a foster care social worker dealing with foster families and, and foster children. And what you what you accomplished there is that you presented him uh, with, with an adult who knew how to manage themselves towards him. That, you know, that fearless love that you showed him allowed him to see what it looks like. You know, what's a well put together adult look like? And uh, now, now he has eyes to see, and now he knows it's possible. Well, that is a really fun testimony to hear, Michelle. I mean, taking in a teenager in yeah. foster care, and then, you know, the, what she found that she got from Kylo U and was able to give away... And, and just sharing how quickly he's going back to his family, sounds like, or the, in the process. Mm-hmm. Um, yes and amen, in Jesus' name, blessing that, that that is 
the fruit of what they were able, she was able to receive from Kylo Yu that they were able to give away. I that's a beautiful story. Right, and and Michelle, you know, she's she's a a, a dominant personality, so. When she gets scared, <laughs> looks like mine. <laughs> yeah, she's coming at you, right? So this this boy, no doubt, had some of that somewhere in sure. his life, and uh, she gave him something that he did not see coming. Totally disarmed him, welcomed him into the the spirit she was of. Yeah, to create a completely different outcome for this young man, and build a new momentum that literally he exported to his own family and mm-hmm. now they are on a different path it's just the crescendo mm-hmm. of blessing and goodness that comes from i know my dad i know who i am let me show you mm-hmm. and boom here we go yeah it is it's a beautiful display of that and um i i love her she felt like some kind of prompting to come to the school. She didn't know what, but she's like, yeah, I don't know what I would, but... A C- couple days before. Yeah. Why and, are you doing that? Not sure. But there must have been some tug on her heart from the Lord. Yeah. And, and it was just... And her a, obedience. It was an act of faith, mm-hmm. and and she she didn't even know. She didn't even know she, it was coming down her, nope. her, her life's street there, mm-hmm. you know? She's like, wow, this is perfect timing. Uh-huh. And I always love when God does that and gives gifts of, you're going to need you're this. Gonna, I got something for Let you. me help you. Yeah. And um, so good. really beautiful. It has been, it's been super fun. Again, I've said it so many times, but it's, it's some, something new. We haven't really done this that I've ever known of anything like this. Uh, I feel like there's little moments where we had these little pockets of people, but it wasn't anything that I was running with you or mm. being a part of like mm-hmm. this. And like you said before, you have a team now, I guess. That's right. a big difference. Yeah, but it's, yeah, the game changer for sure. I, I think when we introduced the Life Academy, yeah, um, there was a, a, a kind of a spinoff of that um, called um, culture and conversations. That culture one? and conversations. We were we built a little community there, and we we do things at different events like luncheons and stuff like that. I remember part of that. I was I was facilitating and scheduling those. Yeah, but, but culture and conversations was um, maybe the beginnings of what we now call the Kylo community, mm-hmm. and uh, it was it was very different. But it's you know there it, there's hundreds of people that are gathering together, talking and learning mm-hmm. and sharing and observing. Like yeah, that's that's what we're trying to do. We're yeah. trying to do that. This you know the Kylo show is uh, very similar as well. I mean we have you know. 10 to 15,000 downloads a week and we are you know just moving it's kind of like a, our own little community our own audience that we we get to share things with and and pour into and as people come back they they're strengthened by it maybe you know they find the community they find the university and eventually maybe they become Kylo coaches, which yeah. is, you know, that's that's what's coming up. It is. What's coming down the pike is certified Kylo coaches. I also love um, a lot of our students, they they wanna they've been so impacted mm-hmm. and they've got so much courage and they've seen so much fruit in their life that they're trying to figure out how do I start this where I am. Right. And 
which we love. Exactly. Because we can't go everywhere. Yeah. And so they're sprouting up, you know, site license and they work with Ben and doing all these things. And so it's so mm-hmm. fun to see the momentum that's been created from just a small group because we kept it a little bit of a secret, but now cat's out of the bag. Mm-hmm. Everybody should join Kylo University. Yeah. We will have limited spots because we're still a small team. Yeah. So, you know, unless you want to come work for us or donate to us and maybe we become a bigger <laughs> team. But that is, you know, that's what's really fun is we are expanding by empowering people yeah. that have a heart and have been equipped, and I, I love that. Yeah. And again, we're chasing after whole health families are going to save the world. Absolutely. And that's how we do this. So awesome. So much fun. Love talking about Kylo University. And uh, thank you so much for joining us, and we will see you next time on The Kylo Show. Thanks for listening. Never miss an episode of The Kylo Show by subscribing to Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or watch us on the Loving on Purpose YouTube channel. Don't forget to submit your questions and testimonies to thekyloshow.com. The Kylo Show is produced by Ali Armading, co-produced by Ashley Beck and Anna Hill, sound engineer and edited by Taylor Silk, and show promoter Christian Zamora. Don't forget, whole healthy families, gonna save the world. <laughs>